Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Brown for a look ahead to this week's best bets in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Good morning, yes. Doing good, thank you. Very excited. Suitably relaxed after a, a mini break last week. Yeah, it was lovely actually. Uh, a couple of days in Spain, uh, a bit of sun and back to the pissing rain here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You can cheer yourself up the fact that it's a full card of fixtures this weekend. No, it is. It's a really good card actually. It was a cracking card last weekend and I think it looks like another good card this weekend too. Yeah, we'll just about get stuck into it and we are delighted to be joined by friend of the podcast, Dave McDonald from Pie and Bobro. How's things, Dave? Thank you very much for that. I, I didn't realise we were friends, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted to, to hear that. Yeah, no, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on. Well, give it another 40 or 50 minutes, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was trying to look back to the last time you were on the podcast, am I right in saying it was the anti-post podcast? Uh, possibly was, yeah. I actually started the season quite well with my bets, but it seems to have gone off the rails of late, but I'll be back on it this weekend. I know we have mentioned you a few times over the course of the season so far, Div, on the podcast due to St Mirren's fantastic forum, and uh, they, can, they could be actually as high as fifth by tea time on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game tomorrow and I'm also in with the Prawn Sandwich Brigade uh, tomorrow at Hospitality, so um, always always a good uh, day at St when you're in there and hopefully we can get a win, it's a big game for us, we are playing well, scoring a few goals at last. Uh, Sorry I can't make it mate. Yeah, so I was going to say, Greg, we're still waiting on that invite aren't we? Well, uh, to be fair, I got an invite yesterday from Div, to be fair to him. A, a very late invite, one of the boys <laughs> pulled out, uh, but he... I knew that he wouldn't be able to come because he's Tanadice bound. Um, so, but yeah, we've, uh, we'll one of those ones. Up. Do you want to come? Knowing full well that you're not going to come. <laughs> yeah, one of those. It was an empty invite. It's a token gesture. <laughs> uh, well, we'll maybe catch a game at some point, Div. Get us oh, along. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll get you along with hospitality at some time. Anytime. See, Brilliant. See, might, might uh, Greg, quite a good podcast last week. Uh, a few winners, as ever. Yeah, it was a good weekend last weekend. I think I said to you during the week that we'll have a good weekend. And, yeah. and you always get nervous when I say that, but <laughs> sometimes you can just feel it in your bones. I think the Kelly Knapp came in. He scored two goals at home to Hamilton. Airdrie scored two goals against Dumbarton. Celtic Bet Builder came in again. Ross County got five corners at home to Livingston. That came in. And Dev's Mob did us a favour on Sunday with a 97-minute corner. <laughs> a very late corner, yes. So it was a really good weekend. I think we also said to Leigh Falkirk at Peterhead. And I also said about Hearts probably having a tough game against Dundee. And that proved to be the case with a late equaliser. So yeah, a cracking weekend and a good midweek as well. And the lap landed again during midweek. We had um, Ross County at Dundee goals. It was 5-0. Uh, 3-0 after 31 minutes. And there must have been a fire drill in the dairy end in, at Dens in the 41st minute when it went 4-0. Everybody disappeared, did they? <laughs> yeah, and I think we also had over 1.5 match goals in all six games, which paid 11 to 2. So, yeah, it's been a crack in seven days. Yeah, interesting midweek, certainly at the top of the table, where things have just kind of tightened up a wee bit. Um, and there's a very familiar look to the table at the top now, Div. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been, I think, uh, I tweeted the other day, I think the start to the Premiership has been absolutely fantastic. It's been mm-hmm. so competitive. You know, Rangers are, are dropping points, which they obviously didn't do last season. Celtic look as though they're back on form a bit now, so it's all tightened up. Dundee United really, looking really good, and Hearts obviously still unbeaten. So those top four have been have been brilliant. Um, it's just it's so good to see the league so tight, and long may it continue. And as I say, we're just waiting on St Mirren gate crashing that top six this weekend. <sighs> I don't like to think about us It makes me feel a bit queasy. But um, yeah, we've got a good chance tomorrow. Obviously, Dundee had a, a hounding during the week. So, fingers crossed we can get those three points tomorrow and push on. Yeah, after that, it's primed for St Mirren to screw it up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It's usually the way it works. Uh, we'll get to St Mirren pretty shortly, but we'll have a wee... Uh, walk through some of the fixtures before we get there. Uh, one game on Sunday, which is Mother and Fee Rangers, which we'll get to very shortly as well. So we'll start off uh, with Aberdeen v Hearts, Greg. Uh, and I suppose the, the cliched question to ask at this stage after a win and a draw at Ibrox, have Aberdeen turned the corner? You would have to say they have, given the start they've made. And 
as you know, I love jumping on the let's slate the under pressure manager bandwagon. <laughs> so you could probably say that Stephen Glass is coming out of that and it's Jack Ross's turn. So we'll get to Jack Ross shortly, which I'm looking forward to. But yeah, two cracking results for him, for Aberdeen. A really hard fought win last weekend against Hibs. I think there was about 40 bookings in that match. And they've gone to Ibrox and to go 2 0 up at Ibrox. Um, given the record at Ibrox, given how they've been playing, was tremendous. I'd be disappointed to have not won that game, probably. I think they're pretty unfortunate with the penalty that they lost. Uh, great to see Scott Brown score there at Ibrox. Yeah. Uh, great, great celebration. Yeah, written, written, written in the stars. In the stars yeah. <laughs> didn't get booked, though, which is surprising. He didn't get booked, which I find unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Aberdeen got four players booked on, on Wednesday night. But I, I think this is a really tough game to call. Really tough. I was at the Hearts Johnson match at Denver Park on Wednesday. We probably had the better they play in the first half, but I think we're kind of holding on a little bit in the second half. I must admit, Hearts do pass the ball well. Um, got a lot of pace in the team. I think they've had a cracking season so far, haven't they, Hearts? Um, their away form probably still a bit dubious, but I think it's a really tough match for them away at Aberdeen, especially off the back of two good results. I honestly couldn't call this one. And I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> no result would surprise you. No, it really wouldn't. Um, 17 to 10 for Aberdeen, 13 to 8 for Hearts. That kind of sums it up, really. The bookies really don't know which way this is going to go. Uh, pretty even Stevens here, and could very well be a draw. But from a betting point of view, you might have to look at a bet builder with cards. You're needing five cards now in this match to get anywhere near evens. So I think for me, this match is probably the best left alone. Div Hearts, one of two teams in Scotland unbeaten. Who's the other one? Uh, Kelty Hearts. Uh, and just looking at Hearts, although they are unbeaten, it's now only three wins in the last nine in the league. Lots of yeah. draws in there, you know, and costly draws, you know, they're dropping, dropping two points every time, obviously, and it's seen them kind of slip behind Celtic Rangers now. Yeah, six draws has definitely hurt them a little bit in terms of their aspirations to be top of the league. But obviously to go unbeaten after 11 is still an incredible uh, achievement for a team that's just been promoted. Um, they've recruited really well in the summer, there's no doubt about that. And they seem to be really hard to beat and quite resilient. Uh, I had a look, because their away form is kind of drawn the last three on, on the road. They've actually shipped in four of the five away games. They've only kept one clean sheet. Uh, and Aberdeen have scored in all of their home games except one as well. So I suppose if you're really pushed, both teams to score is a possibility here. But I'll certainly not be touching this one. It looks like an unders to me, and I don't I don't do unders. <laughs> nah, I don't particularly like un- unders on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so uh, just feels like an no bet for both of you guys on this one then. Definitely. Yeah, nothing for me here. I think this is best left alone. This one. All right, um, we've touched on Celtic. They seem to be hitting a nice bit of form now, having had a wee rocky patch, and it's probably no coincidence that it's coincided with the return of Kyogo up front and Callum McGregor uh, in the midfield and a few other players getting back to fitness as well. Um, possibly a wee bit of revenge in the air this weekend as well against Livingston, who beat them 1-0 earlier in the season. I don't see anything other than a Celtic win here, Div. Uh, no, absolutely. I know Livingston have caused Celtic problems, but both home and away in recent years have had a couple of nil-nil draws at Celtic Park, but they also shipped six here in the last season and Celtic have beat them 4-0 there. Um, as you say, a bit of revenge in the air. I think Celtic will comfortably win this. Um, Livingston in better form, but they'll, they'll, Celtic have too much for them. And I think there's a, an obvious angle here with Celtic corners at home are just off the scale. Uh, 11, 14, 7, 9 and 7 they've hit in their five home games. Um, Livingston don't hit too many corners, so I think a total corner uh, counting a game here would be dangerous. But I think Celtic to win, score a couple of goals and get a few corners is definitely the sort of angle here. Yeah, I've quite liked the Celtic corner handicap um, in recent games. Uh, Celtic minus four. And the corner handicap is five to six. Um, and as you say, I don't really see Livingston racking up too many corners at Celtic Park on Saturday. Uh, Greg, you're of a similar mind in terms of corners for Celtic. I like to go Yeah, absolutely. Well. Yeah, I think um, a, a little bit of a discrepancy between Div's figures and mine. I've got 11, 15, 7, 9, and 7 corners, Div. Oh, I'll have to, look to that find up. out where you got that 14 from. Maybe that my 15 is wrong. I'm sure they beat the 14 <laughs> corner. Oh, mine says 15. So I'll double check that. Right, okay. <laughs> but I think they've won five in the spin, though, haven't they, Celtic? They've scored two in each of those games. They've come back from the international break. 
playing well, scoring goals, as they've said, racking up lots of corners. I don't think you can shy away from this one in terms of one, I think Celtic will win this match well. It was even money for three Celtic goals, which I did like the look of. But I think over the last couple of weeks anyway, we've had a lot of success on the Celtic bet builder. Two Celtic goals and a number of Celtic corners. So I think for this one, for me, very straightforward. Two Celtic goals and six Celtic corners. Pays four to five with bet thesis five in the bet builder. Do you need the Celtic win in there as well? Sorry, yes. It was four to five last night on that. You have to throw in the Celtic win as well. It's seven to ten for that too. You have to throw in the Celtic win as well to get it to four to five. You'd have to throw Not... Celtic score two then to win the yeah. game. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Div, your bet for this one? Yeah, I've kind of went for a similar angle, but I did. I, I didn't put Celtic to win because I, I just I don't know why. I don't, now that you've just said that, because it completely makes sense. But <laughs> I did have Celtic to score over one and a half goals, but I went for over six corners because they have had over six every home game. Um, they have haven't they? They've hit ten, nine in their last what few games? Haven't you? As I said, they've hit so many corners home and away. You'd imagine they'll hit at least seven here. Yeah, you? as I say, uh, whether it's 15 or 14, they've hit 11, 14, 7, 9 and 7 at home. Uh, I did back them in the corner handicap last week against St. Johnson, which was also minus four, and St. Johnson screwed it by getting a corner in the very last minute. Um, you, can, you can blame, blame Tony Ralston for that one. It was 7-3, and I was absolutely spewing, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm avoiding the corner handicap. Uh, but yeah, I suppose adding Celtic to win, if they're going to score two goals, they're going to win the game. Um, so that's probably not the worst shout. And I might go with Greg's tip on that one, actually, and revise mine. Because I'm weak. Got to take a card, spoiled it. All right, so just to recap then, it's a Celtic, uh, Celtic to win for Greg, along with over one and a half Celtic goals and over five and a half Celtic corners. And it's looking like the exact same for Div. Now, yeah, I think I'll go with that. Okey-doke, Dundee United v. is our next game. Uh, Dundee United just keep rolling on. Um, they're now what, tied uh, in four, well, third place with Hearts, just separated by goal difference, 21 points. Um, are St. Johnson going to be the team to stop them, Greg? Not sure. I don't think we score enough goals. You I don't? We scored, <laughs> no. We scored seven goals in 11 games, which is piss poor. Uh, even one. against Hearts... Just one scored away from home. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, obviously, we play a full round of matches now, but scoring goals has been our Achilles heel for a long time. Last season, success was built. I think did I mentioned we won both cups last season. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was built on um, a solid defensive unit. We probably don't have that as much this season, um, especially when Big has got the ball. Ambrose, he's a hit or a miss. I uh, know it's it's. Hands and mouth sort of stuff, hearts and mouth sort of stuff. I think for Dundee United, though, I think from time to time, a tweet comes back to haunt me. And I think there's a motherwell tweet from the start of the year when Graham Alexander got appointed um, as manager. And I said that Tommy Wright was the outstanding candidate. So I got a lot of abuse over that over the last nine months, which is fair enough. But the new one, though, I think I tweeted on the 7th of July about I can see the Tam Court's appointment being an absolute disaster. <laughs> to be fair, so, you, you weren't the only one. No, I wasn't alone. Um, and obviously I've taken it in, um, in good stead anyway. But yeah, what a, what a start they've had. One defeat in eight. They're on 21 points, Dungeon United. We're in 10. So we've only played kind of third of the season and already United are 11 points ahead of us. Mm. United not scoring many goals either, to be fair, but they don't ship many, do they? That's what a defensive record they've got this season. Um, I think this match itself, four of the last five have seen draws. I think nine of our last away games have all went under 2.5 goals. I don't think there'll be many goals in this. The reverse fixture in Perth was 1-0. So I can see this being a very skinny 1-0 win to someone. Uh, United uh, clear favourites. And did you know what? That probably suits us. Probably suits us going to Tannadice as underdogs. Um, looking through stats and the and the cards though we are the new hatchet men so apologies <laughs> to Motherwell fans it's now St Johnson who are the hammer throwers of the Premiership we have received three plus cards now in seven of our last eight games we've received two or more cards now in all eight games and each of our last eight games has seen at least four bookings um, United as well they've had two cards in all but one of their games this season 
So you have to say there's probably a cards angle in here somewhere. I think you're going to have to probably go for five cards. But I, I do think we'll see cards. I do think both sides will get two cards. And as you, you both know, both sides getting two cards in this league this season has been a common theme. It seems, it seems to be landing in most matches. Yeah, I'm just having a wee look at the referee. I <laughs> the referee is David Dickinson. I bet he's uh, the real deal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's this guy? I've never heard of David Dickinson, the referee before. Neither have I, actually. He's, he's done a couple of some games, I think, but I don't remember him being overly bad either way. So I've got, he's not like sticking in my memory, not like a few of them have. Um, uh, so can't be that bad. Just a quick look 4.33 cards per game. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad at all. Yeah. I think looking at the, I'm even looking at the weather forecast for Saturday and it's to be pissing down. So Wednesday night in Scotland was absolutely chucking down. It's horrendous. Uh, it's no surprise. We, we were seeing four or five cars in most of the games. So I would factor that in anyway to this weekend's Scottish Premiership games and the fact that it's going to be very, very wet and good for a card. Yeah. Uh, Dev, you pre podcast we were discussing um, the angelic Liam Craig. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was doing some research on on, um, on bookings this morning, and according to my data, and it might be wrong, but I don't think it is. According to my data, Liam Craig, who's the most booked player in Premiership this season with six yellows, has actually only committed six fouls. So <laughs> I don't really know how that works, but that's what the data says. Um, so he must you'll, be committing really bad fouls. <laughs> I don't even think that's that, Dave. I think he is very vocal. He's very loud. He's in the referee's ear the whole match. At least the of those bookings would have been due to dissent. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't played the last two games, Liam Craig. Had he played, he would now be on eight cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apart from the cards, any angle for you, Dave, in this game? I had a look at it, but as Greg says, United... They've won four of the five games at home, but uh, three of them are one nil. Uh, I think they lost. They won the last one two one. They don't shit many. They don't score many. I looked at corners. I suppose both teams to hit over three corners as a shout at forty five to one point eight. But I'm not touching this one either. It just looks too difficult. And bet three six five do not offer any card markets, and that's the only company I bet with. So. Disappointing, um, but yeah, because I think there will be some cards in this one. I think it's uh, I like the shout about the weather. That's the sort of level of, of insight that we need. <laughs> it's to be very wet. I'm looking at the window just now, and it is absolutely hosing it down in Paisley. So, yeah, another wet weekend, heavy pitches, sliding tackles. You've got to love it. I kind of thought Greg at seventeen to ten, either side uh, was a bit generous for Dundee United, just purely. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to look at the league table. And on paper, and the fact there's an 11 point gap, mm. and the fact that we don't score any goals, 7 yeah. to 10 for United looks pretty good actually. Yeah. Okay, so is this one that you maybe stick up on the channel? Yeah, I'll see what we can get for card wise, if we can get some sort of bet builder in place. Uh, I'd like to see team news. I think those who um, bet with Bookie, for example, they do offer player card markets. I think Paddy Power do as well. So you do get card markets in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, with some firms I think if Liam Craig was to start this weekend he'd be a shoo-in but our friend Paul Petrie at Mabuki isn't daft and he'll have him placed up at 5-4 to four. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, OK next up we're going to have a look at Ross County v Hibs um, and if you can save your tirade against Dundee until the Dundee match Greg that would be good so Ross County come into this one after a 5-0 win over Dundee don't think many people seen that coming. Um, although we have spoken about Ross County's ability to score goals this season, Greg, and only Rangers, Celtic and Hearts have scored more than them now, despite the fact that they're sitting bottom of the table. Absolutely. Um, and that was the main reason why I put them in for the nap against Dundee on Wednesday night, is the fact they do score goals. But defensively, though, um, the jury's still out. Mm. Not on Wednesday night, it wasn't, though. Clean sheet. <laughs> Five goals scored. Quite a remarkable result, really, especially off the back of Dundee's two previous games. Uh, you thought Dundee's tails would be up for that match, but yeah, what what result? Looking at the last fight, the last three games, Ross County has been 15 goals, a 3-2 defeat to St Mirren, a 3-2 defeat to Livingston, and obviously they won a five them against Dundee. So 15 goals in three games. But looking at their home games, though, apart from a 0-0 draw against us on the first day of the season, 
They've been beaten 4-2 by Rangers. They scored two. They drew two all with Hearts. They scored two against St Mirren. And they scored two against Livingston. So they scored two goals in each of their last four home games. And they're playing a Hibs side who have lost four in the spin. It has not been a good month for Jack Ross. It's been a difficult month, to be fair. I mean, their fixtures have been Rangers and United, Aberdeen and Celtic. Yeah, it has been difficult, but still. You're still expecting it to take some points from those four fixtures. But... Yeah, I love seeing teams struggle. It's great. It's great, <laughs> great to see, especially the bigger clubs. So if it's not Aberdeen, it can be used, it'll be Hearts or Rangers or Celtic. So this week, it's going to be Hibs. They have had tough games, I must admit, but they look so destroyed at the moment. I don't think Hibs fans are too happy yeah. with how the last one's panned out. And yes, they have had those run of tough matches, but I think there'll be a lot of unhappy Hibs fans if they go to Ross County at the weekend and don't get three points. Mm-hmm. But they're playing the Ross County side who will be buzzing after that result against Dundee. Uh, the boy Charles Cook scored another two goals during the week at Dundee there. I think he's in five for the season now. Over 2.5 goals here is 11 to 10. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very, very attractive. I you, you could play it a little bit safer like I did during the week and go for the Asian two and two and a half. Mm-hmm. That would mean half dates back if there's two goals. But I'm happy to take three goals here, given the fact that Ross County have seen over two fat over three point five goals in the last four home games. I can definitely see them scoring here, but Hibs have to turn the corner at some point. And it may be an opportunity to do so against a team who've shipped, what, 12 goals in their last four home games. Yeah, Div, it was a, a massive one at the bottom of the table for Ross County. Um, to be fair, probably one that they were due, maybe not 5-0 right enough, but a, a big, big win against them. Do they value it 5-2 to two this weekend? Um, I think they probably are value, to be honest. I've kind of gone with goals as well, kind of followed Greg's logic pretty much on that. I watched the Ross County Simmons game uh, up in Dingwall uh, when I was sunning myself in glorious Turkey, and I thought they actually they, they looked really good going forward. And they, they caused a lot of problems. They've, they, they're just scoring so many goals, and Hibs are leaking goals. And although they have had hard games recently where they've lost four games, even when Hibs were playing well this season, they shipped two goals at Motherwell and two goals at Dundee. So... Mm. You know, they, they, they've had a problem this season and even last season in, in conceding goals. Um, so, Ross County to score this week, this weekend, definitely looks an absolute shoe in. I, I quite fancy Hibs to get one as well, so I kind of was looking at both teams to score, but I hate that bet as well. It's right up there with unders for me, so I kind of went on over two and a half as well. Etsy 6 5 is just paying evens, but it looks, it looks like almost a, a shoe in, really. Another game as well for cards in this match. I think Ross County have been hitting two a game, every game pretty much all season. And Hibs have got their candidates too. I think Neil likes a booking. Porteous is just a loose cannon. Uh, he got booked again on Wednesday. Gogic got booked on Wednesday. So I think bookings again in this match. Ross County are 4-7 to seven to get four corners. Which I don't think it's a bad price. 6-5 to five to get five corners. So the... The four to seven and the four looks good. You could add that to a double or into another line, actually. So plenty of opportunities, I think, in this game. But for me, over 2.5 goals, 11 to 10 at bet 365. Yeah, it's been cut into evens. But yeah, it's the same bet as yourself then, Div. Uh, yeah, exactly the same as well. Um, not that I'm just copying Greg all the way through this, right? I've got some <laughs> amazing stuff coming up, but, but yeah, I'm very same on that one. Well, since it's at Murrin V and D next that we're going to look at, I'll come to you first. And uh, yeah, we've kind of already discussed how well St Murrin are going this season. Um, I was having a look, their only defeats have been to Celtic Rangers and Hearts this season, so you've got to be got to be very happy with uh, how they've performed so far. Yeah, but... but... What's really pleasing though is the way we're playing. We're playing yeah. some really nice stuff and we're scoring some goals, which is something that's really plagued us the last few seasons. You know, we've scored twelve goals in the last five games. You know, Brophy's obviously taking the headlines in that. He's just suddenly looking like that player that we signed. Um, he's scoring goals. He's causing problems. Connor Ronan's looking really good as well. We've got a few injuries. Jimmy McGrath's he'll miss tomorrow, which is a blow. Obviously, he missed during the week as well, but. I do fancy us uh, tomorrow, um, but again, I'm shying away from tipping us to win because that's I'm an, a notorious That'd be silly. That'd be silly. <laughs> a notorious jinx. I think uh, Dundee. I have a feeling when a team comes from a result like they had on Wednesday, that they will be very, very compact tomorrow. They will be they'll be defending in big numbers and they'll be trying to be dead solid. I don't think because I think 
the earlier this season were a wee bit more expansive and they looked actually quite good. I thought they they looked really good going forward, but suspect at the back. But I think they'll they'll have to play a wee bit more canny tomorrow. So I fancy us for corners tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We we got eight during the week at Motherwell. I fancy to get. I've got us down for over four corners tomorrow, and I'm edging up with someone double chance, and that comes in at uh, one point eight three on bet three six five. Five to six. Five to six and, and old money. There <laughs> was nineteen corners when we met Dundee in the first game of the season. So, wow. uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just the nineteen. So hopefully a few more of them tomorrow. Greg, I'm just like rip when you go. <laughs> well, some in first one defeat in eight, um, which is fantastic. Because they've said at the start of the podcast, it's been such a competitive start to the season. To go with with just one defeat in eight is brilliant. But the main thing for me for St Mirren is where have all these goals come from? St Mirren, a bit like us, struggle for goals. But they scored two v Hibs, three v Aberdeen, um, three v Livingston, two v Motherwell midweek there. Um, certainly not shy of a goal at the moment, which is great. Dundee, though, that result, off the back of a good win against Aberdeen, a great point at heart, you're really thinking, right, can they kick on from that? But to get battered 5-0, though, and it was a battering, an absolute doing. Um, how are they going to set up for this game? Are they going to be compact? Are they going to try and obviously sit back and just try and get um, something on the break? I, d- I don't know. It's probably a match there for St Mirren where St Mirren fans will be ex- not expecting a win, but you'll have this marked out as a great chance to get three points. Oh, absolutely. I think especially because of what happened on Wednesday night and we, we finished the game at Motherwell. We actually played really well and we should have won that game. Um, but I think at home, our home form's actually not been that good, which is a little bit of a concern. If we've, we've drawn a couple of games, we've only won one, I think, at home. And that was against Aberdeen, who only had 10 men for uh, at least a half, I think it was. So, yeah, our home form's been a little bit disappointing. But we're playing good stuff and the tails are definitely up. There's no doubt about that. We're, we're looking like we'll score goals. Uh, and I think when teams get a wee bit of momentum like that, it can be it can be hard to stop. So I definitely fancy us to score tomorrow. I definitely do. Um, Dundee possibly will fancy their chances as well because we, we have leaked a lot of goals as well. There's no doubt about that either. Um, and I think we've leaked 12 goals or something, and uh, 10 goals in those last five games. We were scored 12. So, you know, could be an angle for goals tomorrow, but I'm sticking with corners and the mighty Saints to at least get a draw. Yeah, Dundee are 5-4 to four to get five corners tomorrow. Um, it's not a bad price I'll probably leave it but just one thing that stood out for me was Dundee's opponents this season have received at least two cards in 10 of the 11 games so I think it's quite interesting for a team struggling at the bottom end of the table that their opponents have got at least two bookings so something to keep an eye out for again this could be a match um, with a good, a good few cards I don't think you boys get many cards to be fair you're some of the <laughs> good boys the good guys yeah, in the league <laughs> we're second, second bottom for yellow cards in terms of we've had the second least but we've had the most reds <laughs> just to compare that Dev so we've had 31 bookings this season 31 yellow cards at Johnston St Myrna have had 16 yeah, you know, we're, <laughs> we are very well disciplined, to be fair. But as I say, we, we, we started the season with a lot of reds. Uh, I think we did uh, three reds in our first five games or something like that. But, um, but yeah, we've, we've, we've Goodwin's definitely. I know that sounds uh, bizarre because it is Jim Goodwin. He's got that reputation, <laughs> but he's, he, maybe they're all scared of him, but he's got them well drilled and they are. They're very well behaved. Uh, I think another time. angle was both sides to get four corners and that pays evens, which is also another. Yeah, I, I always fancy, I always fancy corners at our ground. It's quite tight, and I, I just think that adds to that. I don't know why, but it just seems to be we, we the stats haven't been great in corners this season. But we need in a, a big open game. I think you get corners, and I think if Dundee are also going to sit back, I, I do fancy us because we do play well a lot of width. Um, we, we sling a lot of crosses and I think we'll get a few corners tomorrow and um, we can look forward to a Charlie Adam booking as well yeah of course <laughs> just on the disciplinary side I was just going to throw into the mix that John Beaton is the referee on Saturday he is by far the most prolific <laughs> referee in the Premiership this season 6.4 cards per game so far and obviously came under the microscope in midweek Greg after the his performance at Ibrox well, I, I think I don't think he's alone. I think there's been a lot of question marks about the, the quality of the officiating this season. Um, Stephen McLean was at us on Wednesday night, and he was just shit. Really, really bad. <laughs> um, it seems to be getting worse, but it is what it is. So 
I don't think there'll be any lack of cards this weekend. And I'd be interested to see, actually, in terms of cards per game, mm. that the Scottish Premiership must be up there in Europe anyway this season, I think, in terms of cards. Maybe not up there with some of the Spanish leagues in Serie B, but I think in the UK anyway, it's definitely the, the go-to league for cards. That's a wee bit of research for you for next week. Indeed. Bit of homework. <laughs> uh, OK, so... For you, David, St Mirren over four corners and St Mirren double chance at five to six. Greg, you're going to look at some card angles before kickoff. Yeah, possible card angle and maybe the Dundee St Mirren both teams to get four corners. We'll see. Okay, look, uh, that leaves us with Motherwell v Rangers on Sunday. Motherwell have drawn uh, the last two Rangers, but overall they've got a pretty abysmal record against Rangers. I think you need to go back to that. Um, 6-1 aggregate win in 2015 when they um, trumped Rangers for promotion back to the, the Premiership for their last league win over Rangers. Uh, I think it's been about 15 games since then and they've not beaten Rangers although they have drawn with them five times. Um, Div, any opportunity here for Motherwell to get something from this game? Um, I've, obviously I saw both of these teams someone played Rangers last Sunday and played uh, Mother on Wednesday was at both mm-hmm. of the games and I wasn't impressed with either of them for different reasons. I thought Rangers were really ordinary looking and really lacking the sort of pace and flair that somebody like Ryan Kent uh, brings them. They just looked a big ordinary unit, albeit they did beat us and they completely managed the second half well to, to see out the win. Uh, Mother were brutal on Wednesday. I mean, I can't emphasise enough how bad they were. They got booed off at half-time by their own fans, even though it was nil-nil. That's how bad they were. Um, they were shocking. And how they scored two goals, <laughs> I actually don't know. But we did that wee wobble thing that we did against Rangers on Sunday. We lost two goals in three or four minutes, including a penalty. So it was exactly the same. We got back into the game, obviously, and we should have won it at the end because Liam Kelly did a couple of great saves early on. So I can't see Motherwell... Winning this game, um, I can't even see them getting a point, but I, I don't think there'll be many goals in it. I, I see the angle on this one being cards and corners. Um, I think Nick Walsh is in charge of this one. Yeah. Uh, 51 yellows and five reds in 14 games this season in all competitions. Five, five red cards. Five reds in 14 is pretty spectacular stuff. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> uh, That's almost one every three games, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Motherwell, the joint highest number of league, yellows in the league with 31. They've conceded the most fouls in the league, 165, and that compares against Rangers, who are the lowest with 118. So I think you're looking at yellow cards here, and I have a trivia question for you. I promise you a trivia question here, right? Who, which Rangers player has had the most yellow cards this season? Aribo. I knew you would know that. How did you know that? I because that was, <laughs> I know my shit. I thought that was a surprise. And another, who, which player, and you'll be playing at Motherwell versus Rangers, has committed the most fouls in the Premiership this season? Van Keith, Lasley. Keith Lasley. No, Keith Lasley. <laughs> 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 it, it is a Motherwell player. Oh, jeez. You probably won't get it. Callum Slattery. Callum Slattery. At one point, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but a couple of weeks ago, he was the most fouled and also had committed the most fouls. So, <laughs> in, in anger. <laughs> yeah, so Callum Slattery is 3.5 for a card on Sunday, which I think looks good. Uh, Kevin Van Veen is another one to look out for because he's had five yellows in nine games, but he might not play because he didn't play during the week. He's 3.25. Joe Aribo, for me, as a bit of a long shot, four yellows in 13 games, 6.50 is, looks huge. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, especially a referee that likes uh, throwing uh, cards about. But my actual bet on this one is Rangers to go over six corners, uh, 1.8. They, they get so many corners on the road. Um, and I, I think Motherwell will be on the back foot in most of this game. So I'm definitely taking Rangers corners they've had 8, 11, 7, 9 and 7 away from home oh, Dave, that's what I've got written down right here right now that exact amount yeah tremendous. so I think over 6 corners 45 and again they're going to probably dominate against a very dogged Motherwell side looks good to me and I think I'll be having a wee card bet builder for, for the crack as well Anything other than that from you, Greg? Uh, not really, no. I couldn't agree more. I think it's definitely a cards and corners bet board this one. Uh, I've just checked the weather forecast for Glasgow for Sunday. <laughs> 100% rain. So, there we go. <laughs> I think, as they've said, the corner-wise for Rangers, they're racking up some pretty big numbers. But I think that's to do with the fact that they're chasing games, Rangers. They've only won twice this season by more than one goal. 
Their last five wins have all been by, by one goal. And they've gone behind they've, a few They've times gone behind against St Johnston, behind against St Mirren. They've drawn a few games as well. So the way the, the, the season's panned out for them so far, they have been kind of pushing and pressing mm. in the last kind of half hour. So I, I don't think you can argue any case at all here for cards, sorry, for corners, for Rangers. Uh, Motherwell cards as well, obviously. Unbelievably, they only got one booking at home at Celtic a couple of weeks ago. That's, that really pissed me off because they've had three or four bookings every match this season. They play Celtic at home and they got one. Hmm. Uh, I think that was a last minute con, a last minute card they got in that match. But yeah, I'll be all, I'll be all over um, cards and corners for this match. And that's something I'll share on the channel later today. It would be remiss of me not to quote the price of a penalty. Um, what it two? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> nine to four. Bet three six five. Uh, Div, we spoke about Nick Walsh's red card record. It's four to one for a red card as well uh, on Sunday. Uh, I also quite like to look off a motherwell goal. I know Div that you were amazed that motherwell managed to score. Never mind scored two in Wednesday, but this is more a bet against Rangers rather than for motherwell. I think Rangers have only kept three clean sheets this season in comparison to like a million <laughs> last season. I don't know. You were looking at stats. Craig, for Rangers. Yeah, I think the key thing here is last season Rangers conceded 13 goals all season. Mm. So 13 goals in 38 games, a league record. They've conceded 10 goals already this season after 11 matches, which is almost the same as they conceded the whole of last season. So defensively frail, and I think pre podcast we spoke about the impact of Rangers playing in front of 50,000 fans. Is that having an impact on them? A lot of people don't buy into that, but, but I certainly do. I just thought Motherwell to score four to five looked a, a fairly decent price just to score a goal. I don't think it's a great price to be fair. No, I'd be looking for a bit more than four to five, just given how Motherwell are playing and they are playing Rangers. So I'd be willing maybe ten to eleven at least. Motherwell have scored in all but two of their games so far this season, so I'm not I'm not listening to Diff. No, well, <laughs> I, I, I will come, Greg, here. I'm not touching that because they were stinking on Wednesday. Um, Tony Watt, to be fair, is playing well. He is playing really well. He looked good. Um, but, nah, I'm not having them scoring uh, on Sunday. I can't see it. They're, okay. they're terrible against Rangers. Okay. That's why you guys are on here to do the tips and I'm just sitting <laughs> in the middle. The first minute or something. <laughs> yeah, just you wait till that WhatsApp group lights up. <laughs> Okay, that's us covered the, the Premiership. Uh, we've got a few wee bets uh, further down the leagues that we're going to have a look at. Um, Greg, the standout for you is at Kilmarnock against Queen of the South. Yeah, it was a, a massive win for Kilmarnock in the Ayrshire Derby on Tuesday. Uh, last minute, Ollie Shaw penalty, three points. At the same time, Inverness went down 1-0 at home to Arbroath. So I'm not saying the tides turn, but they're now top of the league, joint top with Inverness. I, I don't think Kelly fans are that impressed at the moment still with this, how the season's panned out. I think very dogged to watch, not scoring that many goals, getting the job done. I think Tommy Wright came out last weekend and said that they have to do more at home. They have to kind of, not entertain the fans, but they need to start scoring more goals, especially at home. So I think this match is set up nicely for this. They play a Queen of the South side who have to say are struggling. Um, third bottom, three points off the bottom. They've lost their last year away games, 2-1 at Inverness, 2-1 at Ayr. Any team that scores uh, two goals against them, i.e. Ayr, Ayr will score many goals. And they lost one now at Hamilton. So this for me is set up quite nicely. I think they've now settled on that kind of Shaw, Ollie Shaw, Calm Henry partnership up front. I, I, I do think this is a game that Kelly will win at 1-2. So I would definitely get that in your accumulators. But I do think they, they can score two goals here. And Kilmarnock to win and to score two goals pays even money with Bet365. Yeah, Kelly aren't scoring too many at all, are they, Dave? No, I, I, I really don't like the look of the Championship card this weekend. Mm. I find it's really hard. And you're right, Kelly put me off because they just don't score enough goals. Um, but they are top of the table now. That might give them a wee lift. Um, and they are at home. Queens are struggling, although they were doing their better work away from home. And the plastic pitch obviously won't phase them in any way, shape or form, given that's what they play in every week. So, I, I don't know, man. Kelly, just, it looks like a 1-0 commander to me. <laughs> 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 it's just one of those. It's, 
I do. I definitely think they'll win, but whether they'll score two, I don't know. I'm not sure I'd be putting much on it. Okay. Greg's been a wee bit braver there. He's taking the command at win then with over one and a half command at goals at even money. Uh, yeah, I didn't look at command to score two on its own mm. at eight to eleven, but eight to eleven is a little bit too short, so yeah. happy to get him to win. Just one other match in the championship, so probably match of the day comes from Firhill. Yeah. Um I think you said last weekend about the old Billy Connolly joke about Patrick Thistle <laughs> And that's certainly been the case. The last two last games, nil nil. Nil nil over to Firmland, nil nil at Morton midweek and the playing their Inverness side who have had a great start to the season would not be surprised to see this be 0-0 or 1-0 someone but as Div said as well it's a very tough card in the Championship uh, best left alone although saying that Dunfermline are 5-2 at Arbroath now Arbroath have been sensational this season Dick Campbell should be knighted OBE the lot but 5-2 on a side who've what, drawn 6 of the last 7 or 5 of the last 6 if we win a game at some point, it's very tough, obviously, but gay field. But the five to two did stand out a little bit for me for Dunfermline as a as a long shot. Nah, tough one to justify when they've, they've not won a game all season. I know, is that that's my point? They have to win at some point. They do, <laughs> they've not been playing that badly, Dunfermline. No. A lot of draws in there, yeah. and they have played some decent sides. Um, I'm not going to be back in the five to two. I just think it's a it's a big price for a side who've actually got a decent side still. They've got a decent eleven. Bad boys last day, I'm not touching them because they've scuffered my coupon <laughs> this, this season. And, and, and as soon as I started back in Partick Thistle to score goals, that dried up as well. So I, I've honestly uh, I had them last week to score uh, to score one and a half goals and they drew a blank. So they're in the bad books as well. So um, I, I hope I both beat them, Fairman. Uh, I did actually tweet out during the week that I thought them, Fairman, because you look at the results and I said, oh, them, Fairman. They're doing all right. They're getting draws, and I got quite a few Dunfermline fans saying, "Don't be fooled, but absolutely shite." So, right. um, I, I think our both at four to five or five to six is it to to, to beat Dunfermline tomorrow? Actually, isn't a bad price because our both at home is, is a very tough place to go, um, and they're actually even decent enough form again. Our both, um, so yeah, I'm not be touching it, but no, I wouldn't, wouldn't pay anybody off. They just beat Inverness away from home. That was a unbelievable result. So, yeah. The other game, in fact, no, that's pretty much it in Championship, isn't it? Not really anything else that's standing out. Yeah, I think Ray Throwers at home to air will probably be quite popular, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's been a decent enough season for, so far for Wraith. Yeah. Uh, there is a standout game in League One, and that is Cove Rangers at home at Queen's Park. And that top of League One just is incredible at the moment. Four teams separated by just one point. Queen's Park, Cove Rangers, Airdrie all on 20 points. And Montrose just tucked in behind them at even money. Um, like he'd mentioned pre-podcast that this, this league's looking good for goals uh, this weekend, except at Cove Rangers. Yeah, I think Queen's Park's away games have been pretty tight. They've drawn a lot of matches. Although saying that, the last match for Queen's Park, 3-2 up against Aloha with minutes to go and got beat 4-3, which is very unlike them. So I would not like to call this game. I, I think Poy could say the two best days in the league at the moment, and the league table would suggest that. Um, it could go anyway. I, I don't think there'll be that many goals in this match, to be fair. I think probably a draw in this match for me, but quite easy to leave alone. Yeah, it feels like in a game where a draw would be satisfactory for both teams, Steph. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think both teams might might fancy their chances of, of scoring here. Maybe a, a, both teams to score angle or something, but I don't think you get much value in that. And it's too tight to call. I was really surprised that Queens lost uh, last weekend uh, at Alloa. Um, so maybe maybe signs of a wee bit of a wobble there. I don't know. But Cove have been pretty solid at home. Um, they're always pretty solid at home. Um, but yeah, I think a draw is probably a reasonable shout for this one. To be honest. Yeah, and speaking of Alawa, they host the, the forum team in League One, which is Airdrie at the moment, who have won five in the last six. Uh, and they might be the beneficiaries of that game at Cove v Queen's Park if they can get a win um, at Alawa. Yeah, I think that's a game that's just screaming out goals for me. You know, Alawa, uh, they seem to score a lot, they seem to concede mm-hmm. a lot. Um, uh, I think in the last few home games, They've beat, they beat East 5-3-1, uh, beat Falkirk 2-0, lost 3-1 at Cove uh, to Cove and lost 4-2 to Peterhead. So they're scoring goals, conceding goals. And Airdrie are the same, away from home. Uh, a lot of goals in their games. Uh, and they are 
they're scoring plenty at the moment. Uh, but yeah, they beat Falkirk three 0 away from home the last time they were on the road. Um, albeit actually having said they scored a lot away from home, they didn't score in the two before that, so I'm talking rubbish. But in the in all their games, they are scoring. So I, I fancy goals in this one. I think over two and a half at one point nine looks a reasonable shout. Yeah, um, Greg, you've usually got plenty to say about Falkirk and Clyde for that matter, and those two meet on Saturday at Broadwood. Yes, yeah, another match I would say looks good for goals. Uh, 4-5 or 3.5 Clyde tend to score at home Falkirk is kind of hanging on an Indian at the moment I was I really enjoyed watching the uh, manager Q&A uh, last week <laughs> it was that tremendous was a, was a good laugh for everyone <laughs> <laughs> um, they're in a, a really bad place Falkirk and they have been for a number of years now but this match 65 I, I think they might win this game Falkirk to be fair but does this one does this, back class, does this get classed as a derby it should be. I would say probably to Falkirk's probably no further minutes. Not it's even not, that. It's not really a derby, but there's certainly no love lost between the two sets of fans, that's for sure. Um, mm. I'm not sure we could call it a derby, but uh, yeah, I think there'll be a wee bit of needle there. Um, they certainly just, they, they don't like each other, that's for sure. Over 2.5 goals, 4-5, and I do like the look of Dev Salwa, every goals as well. Obviously, Goodwill will be playing for, for Clyde, so he'll no doubt score if Clyde score. Uh, he's five feed and Barton also it's like an interesting one he's five a couple of <laughs> interesting results the last few weeks yes I'm really excited about this game actually I think so to set the scene Dumbarton last weekend at Airdrie 2-1 down they had ten, eight men sorry three men sent off mm-hmm. they've then gone and equalised in the 94th <laughs> minute must be absolutely ecstatic like a victory for them and they've then lost a 96 minute goal to lose 3-2 but I think that the, the wheels have fallen off Dumbarton's train a little bit, which I'm pleased about. So apologies to Dumbarton fans out there. They've now lost 5-0, 3-0, 3-2, 1-0, in the spin. And they're away to East Fife, minus three starts from last week. East Fife are bottom of the league, but they're at home. And they're 7-4 to win this, East Fife. So I think there's possibly a decent angle here to have on East Fife. I don't know how on earth they can have Dumbarton as favourites for this match. I really don't understand that. Six to five for Dumbarton, not a chance. It's just based <laughs> on a weak table, I guess, isn't it? But yeah. yeah. I think what's fascinating here is the the record of goals in this game. If you bear with me, the last 10, 10 meetings going back to 2018 have been 4-0, 3 4 Three 0 two 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 four four two two one two one two one and five 0 Super nap. <laughs> Seven to ten over two and a half goals. I think between that game, Clyde and Alloa, those three matches probably make a very tasty over two point five goals travel. Yeah, should do. Uh, last but not least, Div we've got Peter Heavy Montrose and yeah, in League One, um, and you quite fancy look at Montrose in this. Yeah, I think although Peter Head's home record is pretty good this season, um, they've 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 beaten teams that they are, are more around them in the, in the league. Whereas when bigger teams or the better teams have come, Airdrie have went there and won, and Cove have went there and won. So they've beaten Alloa, Clyde, and the Barton and Drew with Falkirk. So they're not bad at home. But if you actually look at their away record, the Montrose, they've won three and drawn two. They're unbeaten away from home. They won 5 0 at Clyde last time out. They beat East 5 2 0 and they won 3 0 at Airdrie. And then again, the two draws they had were with their bigger hitters with Cove and Queen's Park. So I think Montrose at 2.37 looks very tempting to me. Because um, I don't, I think Peter Head are, as I say, they're, they're decent enough at home, but I don't think that they're, they're, they're going to be competing with Montrose. I think mm-hmm. are, are underrated. I think they're a good side. Absolutely. I think um, along with Dick Campbell, I think Stuart Petrie's probably done as good a job as anyone in, in Scottish football over the last two or three seasons. I think for them to be pushing against Cove, Queen's Park and Falkirk at the moment and Airdrie is some achievement for them. They're doing it every season now. So I'd imagine they'll be pushing the playoffs come the end of the season still. Okay, and just very briefly into League Two, uh, just... I think I'm right in saying there's just three games in League Two. I know Bet365. Well, you say that Bet365 have priced up Stenhouse Muir v Albion Rovers, but I believe Albion Rovers are playing Broader Rangers in a cup replay um, on Saturday, as are Elgin against Clyde Bank. 
certainly according to BBC site. So if you're if you're having a bet in those lower league games, maybe just check that out. Um, I guess Celtic Hearts v Stirling Albion top v second place is match of the day there, Greg. Absolutely. Um, Celtic win this. Celtic win the league. I think the league's won anyway. They're six points ahead, but if they win this match, they go nine points ahead of Stirling Albion, and they'll be with us. Forfarn sitting in third place, who we thought would be their main rivals this season, um, are already nine points behind them. So this will be a league-defining result this for Kelty Hearts if they win, and the league will be over. So I wouldn't put anyone off actually backing Kelty Hearts to win this match and score two goals. I think they'll know themselves if they get the result here, then they can look forward to the next season in League One. Yeah, that pays just under, just under even money, I think it is. I guess this is, as Greg says, win this and there's no no looking back for Kelty, really. Yeah, I think Sterling are, Sterling are a decent outfit. I think they're definitely their, their only real serious challengers in that league. Um, so I think Craig's probably right. I think it's a, a defining moment for them. I think if, if Sterling are going to have a title chance, they're probably going to need to go there and at least not lose. But Kelty will know if the stakes are high there. If they can get nine ahead, I think it's very hard to see anybody calling that back uh, in that league. Uh, I've always been backing against Cowden Beath in recent weeks but they've, they've been their manager so I'll not be touching that they're away at Annan tomorrow I quite fancied mm-hmm. Annan to beat them but uh, as I say that manager thing always upsets me so I'll, I'll be staying clear <laughs> of that <laughs> staying clear of that Okay, doke uh, I think that's how it's covered everything then for the weekend uh, Dev can you just give us a wee recap of your best bets uh, yeah okay so let me just go back to my notes so uh, I'm going to go with, with Greg then. Celtic to win, Celtic to score over one and a half goals and over five corners for Celtic. Uh, that's the first one. That is 1.845. Is that right, Greg? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got uh, over four corners for St. Martin and St. Martin double chance. That's 1.83. And then on Sunday, Rangers to get over six corners, 1.8. Okay. And Greg? So Celtic match, yeah, Celtic to win, two Celtic goals and over 5.5 Celtic corners is 4-5 with bet v 5 Going to have at least a few um, card and corner angles at Aberdeen v Hearts and Dundee United v St Johnston. Uh, main bet will be Ross County v Hibs and taking over 2.5 match goals at 11-10. to 10. And into the Championship, I'm taking Kilmarnock to beat Queen of the South and over 1.5 Kilmarnock goals, and that pays evens. And I'll likely have uh, a decent bet builder from the Motherwell v Rangers match on the Sunday. Yeah. Okay, dog, good stuff. And don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter. You can follow Greg at Browning84Greg, and you can follow Div at Pi and Bov. That's right, Div, yeah. Pi and That's right. Pi and Bov. Somebody uh, had Pi and Bov, so I had to. Just do pine bob. He was it. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but he's ever tweeted. I don't know who he is. Yeah, we'll sort him out. Send the boys round. Uh, <laughs> and of course, if you want involved in more Scottish football chat, and who wouldn't, then make sure you check out the Scottish football forums over at pieandbovro.com. Correct, that's right. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, where there's plenty of plenty of daily chat on there um, about everything Scottish football and of course if you want more tips like the ones that you've heard on the podcast then you should join Greg's Telegram channel where you can get tips daily just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up and that's us for this week's podcast thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend cheers and good luck cheers